You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Welcome to Monday's episode of the Terrace Scottish Football Podcast. I am Craig Fowler and I am joined in person by Duncan Mackay. And it's Tuesday. Sorry, yes, that's correct. But it's kind of Monday. It's the Monday pod, but on yeah. a Tuesday. We, we, we had it on the Tuesday so we could get all of us in the same room together rather than doing it via yeah, Riverside. Yeah, and it's and, class. And I'm also joined by Tony Anderson. Hello, of course you are. It's my home. Yes. That's why we're there. <laughs> Although we have done podcasts here on Thursday when you're not here. Yeah, yeah, just abandoned, just leave <laughs> everyone. Including, including last Thursday. <laughs> I like it because you're talking about getting a ringer in for some time. I'm just going to give you people I've never met before coming straight into my house. <laughs> Quite looking forward to it. At least you'll be here on Friday, though. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and we're moving uh, Thursday's podcast to Friday <laughs> yeah. as well. Just because we like being in person and it's miles better. It is miles better. Uh, right, let's get through the six premiership matches from the weekend and we'll start at Dens Park where Dundee slid further, further into the mire. Duncan, you watch this one? Yeah, Dundee are struggling. Dundee <laughs> are struggling. Thanks, like, thanks for that late breaking news yeah, flash. No, but to be one up in a game like this and still conspire like uh, that, that's the, like and, and when you look at Dun- United squad and Dundee uh, Dun- Dun- United squad Dundee or squad you can look at uh, their squad if you, you can want. look at Dundee United squad as well they're just down the street it'll be uh, slightly better and it'll be more fun yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're not going down anyway. yeah, yeah. There's, there's there's players of quality there and they just I just don't think they should be I mean when I say players of quality it's in the front half not not the back and it's they're just toiling just toiling badly and I think Saturday's was just a prime Saturday's performance was a prime example of maybe it's maybe it's James McPeak's time to go well they've got a uh, blanked on who they're playing in midweek Hearts Hearts they've got Hearts in midweek and then they've got Peterhead away on television on Monday that could be that could really be the end of McPeak if they lose that game on Monday having 
unless they get a victory at uh, Tynecastle tomorrow, which I'm, honestly, I wouldn't be surprised by when it comes to Hearts, especially. I mean, the only time when Hearts have only dropped points at Tynecastle this season to old form Hibs Aberdeen and Dundee. So, oh, yeah, it was a Jason Cummings late equaliser. Yes. Uh, the only thing that makes me feel uh, confident about tomorrow is that Cummings and Griffiths are both away. <laughs> otherwise, it was just a guarantee that they'd be scoring. But I, I, I watched. I was watching the highlights and, and further, it was reminiscent. We sat here exact, maybe about six weeks ago when these two teams played each other and the exact same thing happened. Dundee on, start, top. <laughs> start on top really well. They ended up going 2-1 up in that game. And then the second half, uh, Legsons gives gifts a goal. Remember when he tries to run around the player and he gets caught? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, then, and then later on, I think it might have been Sweeney again. Who also fucks up in this one? He just kicks and volleys the ball right up in the air for the winner, uh, and and he, and he tucks it away. And the exact same thing happened. Legsons lets it goes in. It is front post. But oh, that entire goal was preventable. That's yeah. what. That's what's going to be. So like, it comes. It starts from uh, Vontae Daly Campbell, and we'll get to him later. Uh, with just an, an absolutely aimless punt away. Like if you're gonna if you're gonna get rid of a ball and you're gonna put it at that height, which he didn't have much on it. Make sure it goes out of the park. At least yeah. allow yourself a, tra- a chance to reset. Well, the whistle was- probably would have went if it went out of the park. Ah. <laughs> it was that. It was that late in the first half that if he just if he actually properly cleared it, they'd probably be out of dodge, and it's one 0 at halftime. Yeah, and and that was coming after. Uh, yeah, Anderson should have made it two 0 much earlier as well. Like so, yeah, the, the Dundee on top, and it, it, you know, it's just, it's. I mean, we were we we've talked about it so much this season watching Hibs and stuff, but like. The, the equaliser shows just the value of that quick ball like the quick ball from Jacoviti just playing it right oh. back in makes players have to think and especially when the clueless players like Dundee have lining up in that that clown, clown college that is uh, the back know, four. The, their back four <laughs> then like yeah, what, what 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 can you expect they it's like what I said at the end of the transfer window I mean looking at this team as well that they put out so the other centre midfield three of Sean Bourne Max Anderson and Jordan McKee that is industrious to say oh. the least you've just got nothing but legs there so having taken the lead you think well that's maybe playing into our, our, our hands here yeah drop drop McGinn and, and McMullen back a little like just short up a bit but, but the defence is just pish legs didn't like the, ju- the jury's come back a while ago with a verdict of rubbish <laughs> and they uh, the, they didn't do enough to add to the defence in the giant window because Lee Ashcroft their best defender this season I believe is out for the rest of the campaign he's a huge miss for them they've still got Liam Fontaine the shambling corpse of Liam Fontaine starting at centre back in the year 2022 of our lord it's, 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 not, his, it's not his fault he's getting picked yes <laughs> like, uh, that's Ryan's what I feel when I see okay. him and yeah they're bringing the right, the right back in uh, Fontaine uh, Daly Campbell who has looked not too bad until the last uh, kind of uh, minutes of this game, uh, but at the same time, he's still he's now out of the next match against Hearts, and that means Christy Elliott's going to be back. Why is Christy Elliott playing for this team? He was rubbish for them in the championship. What's um? I was. What was that guy's name who they signed? The was it from America or something? The attacking midfielder. Oh yeah, I've not heard any of him. Yeah, I, I forgot who he is. Jay Chapman. Yeah, Inner Miami. Inner Miami, yeah. And he's like an attacking midfielder. He's an odd use sub. In theory, meant to be a goal scoring midfielder. And when I'm watching the game, it would suit perfectly. Zach Rudden, uh, who obviously I don't watch a lot of championship football, so I was really interested watching the highlights. He looked really good. His ability to run the channel, he was strong. His link up play was really good. And then you've got McMullen and McGinn, who both have really good delivery, which brings you the chance that Max Anderson got. Which means that this team would be screaming out for a guy to come late for midfield to support Zach Rudden. They've got all the tools to do that, but obviously when it's Max Anderson coming in the box, that's not his game. He, like, I mean, the finish is pathetic, but he ends up using his groin to try and put it in. 
But then if you bring, if you've bought this guy from Inter Miami who's a goal scorer, use him. That's just, that's just exactly, you're at home to Ross County. If this, like, put him in. But you've still got McGee and Byrne to to to, to protect that. Well, you maybe need more protection for that. But there's not enough players in the world to protect that back four. Yeah, and I, I also, if Adams fit, start him. Like, you, like uh, because their record. He hasn't really with, played that well though since he hit that chestnut tree. That very well may be the case, and I think there are uh, allegations that he's kind of fallen out with 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 McPeak and, and and what have you. But like you can't like the record with with Adam is so much better than without Adam. So just just try him. Like, but otherwise, if you, I don't think you want. I, Charlie Adam is not the sort of player you bring on to chase a game. Like, just. Just a set like, piece merchant, really, uh, yeah, nowadays, and, and raking balls. They, they did have a really good record earlier in the season when he was in the team, but he, he's not been playing well recently. He's out of the team here. It'd be funny if he is, because I kind of thought of James McPake earlier in the season as almost like the Bam Whisperer. But he seems to be like falling out with all of them because like Griffiths is away. He didn't well, I suppose he just didn't want him because he was rubbish. Uh, but Cummins, obviously, could he keep a hand on him? He ended up getting Jake to open goal uh, live event, and then he was bombed out. Live, and now <laughs> Charlie Adams on the bench as well. But uh, yeah, it seems that uh, James McPeak's man management skills. I'm actually, I'm actually surprised. The that... Bam Whisperer. <laughs> I'm actually surprised. But it's got his very short, like, uh, like it's, it's a single use. Like, uh, like uh, you know, uh, don't expect this to work for a long period of time. I'm actually surprised that uh, when I heard that Robert Snodgrass was linked to a Scottish club, oh, I was amazed. Aberdeen like, and Hibs, I thought it was definitely going to be Dundee. If, but he's not that be, much of a bam, is he? He's just he's a bit fun. He's he's, he's a good professional. He's McPake's know? mate, so it wouldn't actually surprise me. Oh yeah, either. Livingston. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he was a bit of bam when he was younger, so he could bring it back. Bring it <laughs> as soon as he signs for Dundee, no, he's back so, again. So the bam whisperer, rather than being McPake, trying to get the bams on the side to play football, you're now thinking of him using it as a way to make professionals go in more into bam mode. Yeah, and, why not? Remember the good old days. <laughs> uh, drink this. Yeah, 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 yeah. To be fair, did, did Snodgrass not uh, get fined from Villa for not turning up for training because his gate couldn't open or something like well, that? Well, he can't get out the bloody garden. What's he meant to do? Climb <laughs> <laughs> over it? Yeah, oh, no, that's dangerous. He's a set of ladders. <laughs> he doesn't have ladders. Uh, <laughs> to carry a Ford ladder. Uh, I'll always make excuses for people. That's what I do. <laughs> So, Duncan, what about Ross County? Uh, they're on the march to Europe, are they not? Uh, well, yeah, seeing as no other team in this bloody league wants to finish fourth, like just that. Um, no, I don't think they will, but they, they're certainly giving it a push. Like, what? Well, I think. Let me see the. Uh, let me just look up the table while you're. Um, but stranger things have happened. Stranger things have happened, but I, I, I would be surprised. Um, they, they are only seven points off fourth. That's wild. Yeah, considering how... Yeah, are still in 10th. <laughs> maybe. Like, maybe Hibs are going down. We called this, call this league quite good there in the season. Uh, I'll take that back. It's rubbish. done the exact same thing as last season. It's yeah. the exact same thing as that there's no there's no actually any good teams. <laughs> like two, like obviously Rangers and Celtic miles away. Hearts are last season's Hibs, even though I think they're a bit better than last season's Hibs because Hibs took advantage of Aberdeen not scoring for <laughs> 10 weeks. Uh, <laughs> but they still finished fourth. It's like that. And this season it's like, Hibs are still going for Europe. They've lost about 10 games. <laughs> Hibs have picked up two points at the possible 15th start this and year they're and they're still, still fifth. Yeah, and they're two points off a European slot. So I said no, no one wants to finish fourth. This is not. Dundee United still been three points They didn't score any goals again <laughs> So yeah maybe Ross County are going to be playing yeah. European football next season yeah, If they just keep Hungbo and Reagan Charles Cook playing and take Reagan Charles Cook off penalties then they've got a chance That's a terrible penalty no. Dre- like, I get it's, I know it's a 
uh, your data opinion stuff. But if you take a, if you do a stutter for a penalty, you've got to be scoring because otherwise it just gives critics just the easiest hit on you. Yeah. He's just, um, but it was really impressive the way he went ahead and scored, and it was an absolutely brilliant finish. That just shows that he's like, he's so confident right now. Even when he takes a huge knock, like fucking up a penalty, it didn't. He didn't skip a beat. Straight back in, goal. Take advantage uh, of that uh, shambolic. Yeah, yeah. I was about to say the, the Sweeney and Kerr Clown College <laughs> joint degree that they're offering there. Um, um, like just. That's but that is the sort of mistakes that you make when you're going to get relegated. Oh, well, I exactly. I mean, there's no way you can say. What do you think is spittle in that deeper role, Duncan? I mean, I watched a bit of it. I thought he was. I quite like the idea of it. He's I, got a good range of passing, and you keep him on for his set pieces as well. Exactly. I think I like the idea of it. Again, it's too maybe too soon to say that it's going to whether it's going to be a dramatic workout and make a, a huge difference to the season, um, but. It's a way of deploying him and keeping, like you said, keeping his assets on the pitch. That, that's something. They, yeah, that's that, something they miss as well as having a pretty ropey defence themselves. As we've talked about quite a lot, they miss a proper defensive midfielder. They oh. don't really have one that's good enough in the squad to start every week, and that's why you've got players spilt back there. And they've used Harry Payton back there as well. Yeah, and yeah. he's pretty pretty similar player in terms of if his style. But I am love it. I like. I liked when I was watching the highlights. There was a lot of interchanging with the front four. Obviously, White playing off White, but Hongbo coming in central, Charles Cook coming in central, Callaghan playing crosses in. They do look like they're 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 hard to hard to deal with. Right, let's uh, move on from there. To the, the, the red card. I mean, well, it's an assault. Oh, yeah, sorry, I forgot to mention that. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's a fucking assault. Daley Campbell. It's one of those ones where he's like the ref, like, oh, what am I supposed to do there? I don't know. Don't try and kill him. Ah, yeah. Don't kick him in the chest uh, while moving. <laughs> just try and, uh, you know, stop the counter attack like a normal player. Uh, it just it, it doesn't it's cause he, I think he's about to go and then he hesitates and then and he then decides he, too late and then he absolutely takes it as a, as a shocker of a challenge right let's go to what let's go to West Lothian now where we go to Livingston 2 Aberdeen 1 this is the game that I watched in preparation for this podcast and this was quite good fun especially with the sound turned up because <laughs> uh, for after the so with Aberdeen were already 1-0 down uh, and for the third time in the half somebody playing a ridiculous pass out from trying to do like a, a square pass along the back line and just being uh, terrible so earlier in the match uh, I was trying to remember who done it early on I for blanked who done it early on but oh no sorry Woods Woods done it Woods kicked one uh, out for a throw in which ended up leading to a shot for Christian Montano uh, there was Ojo doing it uh, near the halfway line which led to uh, Forrest kind of running, uh, having a kind of run, I think Aberdeen eventually cleared it, and then there was a Forrest shot uh, not long before half-time, uh, where it came from uh, Johnny Hayes attempting a cross-field pass when he was like deep at the left-back position, and that just uh, started the Aberdeen fans singing, we're fucking shit, we're fucking shit, we're fucking shit. Oh, boo instead. I would... And then None the of the self-awareness <laughs> went shit. I want poison. And then in the second half, after Jason... So there were 2-0 down by this point, and Jason Holt hit the post to make it... Well, a lovely move. At the end of a lovely move to make it 3-0, hit the post. Aberdeen survived, but the fans started singing you're getting sacked in the morning to Stephen Glass. I, I think... I mean, there's, ob- there's obviously lots of different circumstances, but the size of the Aberdeen support on Saturday in comparison to the size of the Aberdeen support that was there in the, the game that they, they fluked the winner at the, la- the last minute where, winner early in the season speaks volumes like, again I know there's lots of different circumstances like Saturday was miserable there was lots of people moving further back up stands um, as we did <laughs> on, on Saturday as well uh, to get out of the rain and stuff like that uh, and it's the end of a uh, 
a, a number a number of fixtures being fulfilled by people. But I think that that's a is a good summary that Aberdeen normally have such a good, vibrant away support, and the glass ball is is killing them. Where was the big man? I saw Bruce Anderson got put in up front instead of... He suspended because he got sent off in midweek. So he did, so he did. But I think you see like the, the now that the options, uh, this was sort of the, the options they've got, because we watched him against um, against Hibs a few weeks back and he was a massive handful. Like uh, really, really tough to play against. And then you've got Bruce Anderson who's brilliant at running the channels. He's an absolute pest. His touch is good. So now they, and they, they can play them as a two. Now it doesn't matter. They've, they've traded them out. They've now beaten Hibs and Aberdeen. I know they're both doing shit, but they are still impressive results. And they've done them with different strikers, different players in there. It's really quite impressive. Did, did uh, Livy change their formation up much? Because I know they did, it, they did it about three different times. Oh, uh, you know, three different times during the game against Hibs, like just to try and adjust, like just to make Hibs think. And I, I think that's a. The fact that they've got players capable of tactical flexibility, like I think, is a huge bonus for them. Especially I mean, I, I, with a manager like Martindale, I'm a bang in it. On a recent show, I got uh, Smurin's uh, shape of the entire game completely wrong. Oh, okay. Where I thought they were playing a three at the back instead of playing a four. It's difficult uh, when you're not there to see it like spell that. Uh, it's not really. I just oh. I just uh, assumed something and then never double checked. Make an ass out of you and me. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. I think it was just me that time. Uh, but I did uh, check out. Aberdeen did change system three times during the game. They started off in a four. What a course. A four three three definitely was to start with. And they were pretty pish, to be honest. They there was a bit of joy down the right. I thought that Teddy Jenks and oh god, I forgot to check how to say his name. Bazusian. <laughs> yeah, let's go with that. Let's make a bazusian. <laughs> I'm gonna make a bazusian and say you pronounce it bazusian. <laughs> Uh, Bezzy uh, and, and Teddy Jenks linked up quite a lot in the in the first half, and that was kind of where their main, or I would say maybe only danger was coming from, really. But they, they were, as I kind of mentioned, they were, they were quite poor in, in giving the ball back to Levy. Bruce Anderson, especially in the first half, was good at holding the ball up for, for Livingston. Alan Forrest had an excellent game through it. And they then changed it for the start of the second half. They went 4-4-2 with Bezzy uh, through the middle alongside Christian Ramirez. That really didn't work. It looked rubbish at the start of the second <laughs> half. It didn't get any better. In fact, they probably got worse. Livingston then go two up, maybe go three up. But after the after the second goal, he changes formation again. He goes for a 3-4-3. Sticks Matty Kenny and Dion, who had a pretty decent game after he came off the bench, I have to say. And well, played, also like a, what? Yeah, played a big part in the goal. Uh, great run to kind of pin Levy back and then he's the one that manages to get to the second ball and knock it towards Ramirez to then finish and put them back in the game and that was what they played until Jet came on and then they were just they went kind of two up top again and basically were playing with four up front at that point just kind of trying to get the ball forward whenever possible so actually four formations they used during the game the three definitely three four three definitely looked the best I, 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 I genuinely think that uh, managers like, like, like Glass Maloney having all this all these options on the bench is not good for them <laughs> like I think it's really like I think that actually they should have been like yeah we'll, we'll go back to three subs please there was, like, a, tweet, there was like, a tweet by you and Murray over the weekend which I think made a, a fairly decent point which was that he highlighted the players brought on by uh, instead Celtics, of finding the, aye, Celtic and Rangers instead of finding the tweet I'll just find the, the subs that they were brought on by both teams so Celtic what? brought on uh, James Forrest Neil Beaton Jota Matt O'Reilly and Josip Juranovic <laughs> Whereas Rangers brought on Glenn Kamara, yeah. Aaron Ramsey, Fashion Sakala, Steve Davis, and Ahmad Diallo. <laughs> Aye, it's, it's absolutely madness that the clubs vote for us. I don't. I, I, I do understand why. I understand why because, like, well, from a personal point of view, I think for 
Hearts, it's probably an advantage over most of the teams in the league other than Celtic or Rangers mm-hmm. because you are fancy yourself. Maybe Hibs and Aberdeen are roughly the same. But if you're Hibs and Aberdeen, you're probably thinking likewise. And there's probably other teams in the league where you think, well, we have an advantage over Livingston or something like that yeah. if we do it. But also... But they didn't take it back how, how it could rebound on you. Also, every manager would just want... So club chairman would probably go, well, it doesn't really matter to us either way. Apart like, from appearance bonuses. Yeah, maybe there's that. And also, if club chairman would think through it enough, to think, well, that's stupid. We're just going to get bumped by the bigger teams uh, because they can, they'll have deeper squads with more quality. Yeah. But they're probably going to the manager and thinking, what do you think? And every and manager manager's league, always going to back themselves. Aye, every manager league could go, well, with a couple more subs, think of what I could do every game. <laughs> well, uh, their heads are so firmly uh, up their uh, own arse. Uh, yes, uh, you're uh, going to have to be to be yeah, a manager. Uh, yeah. Me, a tactical genius. <laughs> <laughs> if I was allowed that extra sub... Yeah. Um, but like it was, it was just really like Obelai's goal. I mean, that was oh, lovely unbelievably finish. good. He's such a he's such a technical wizard. I didn't realise when he when he came in. I just thought big centre half for Livingston. He's good, but he's every day I watch him. He's so good on the ball. He's always willing to step out. Similar to like like he's willing to take a, a step like Ambrose, like what Porteous is like at Hibs. Well, he's willing to cut back on himself to give himself space to pass out. But well, when he signed yeah. for them, a lot of us fancied he'd be as a centre midfielder. Yeah. And had John Parks been any good, he might have been. I think Parks was also maybe injured at the start of the campaign as well. And that meant that Obelai had to go into the defence and he's just been really good in yeah. the defence. Whereas in the so championship new- with Cudi of the South, he looked poor at centre-back yeah. and good once he moved into the defensive midfield. But that would make sense. I can see that he certainly has the ability to play in the centre-midfield one. And like going back to Forrest, such a frustrating player because you see like he, he turned into Johnston and now he's now he's flying. And the thing about Forrest is his end product when he's on form is as good as anyone. So like it, he always goes through these little purple patches where his crosses are spot on and he hits them he hits them a lot first time well, let's, and he picks let's not too, and, talk too much about Alan Forrest because I'm going to talk about him on the Patreon. All oh, right, my apologies, my apologies. <laughs> oh, I, I mean you wrote Forrest. I thought you were meaning his brother. <laughs> you know, like, like, why the fuck were you talking about him? I thought you were going to slag him off. I thought, that, I thought that's what you were going for. Everybody's forgot who he is now. Uh, yeah, his brother's better than him. Who knew? <laughs> Uh, Neither of them have a neck between but, them. But yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll leave that out. But yeah, his end product's just superb when he gets going. Yeah, it's hard to say anything more about this game. As I said, Forrest had a, a superb match. He, he was de- I think he was definitely man of the match overall. And pretty much, I mean, Aberdeen looked like they could have had a penalty in the first half to me. Uh, Devlin, hold down. Uh, I stick on penalty. I didn't even see a replay of it. I was like, for the far away distance, I was like, that looks like a penalty. Yeah, he just grabs him and falls but, but I think that's, that's Lewis Ferguson's reputation kind of working against him a little as well because yeah, he is good he, yeah well yeah um, you deserve it <laughs> uh, was it him that scored that goal against Hearts where they, they done that thing where Scott Brown stood in front I can't remember so uh, anyway oh, yeah. if, if it was uh, well, when he scores a header yeah. and Scott Brown pushes him into yeah, yeah that was great yeah. Right, there you go what goes around comes around not that I'm better. Justin right. Timberlake. <laughs> yeah, that's the that's where that phrase origins <laughs> Right, let's move on to Ibrox on Sunday where oh god. <laughs> I've set myself up nicely here. Woo! By uh, showing my uh, jumbo colours and now I have to talk about hearts getting absolutely scudded at Ibrox uh, 5-0 to Rangers. And this is actually this is a bit of an outlier in Robbie Nielsen's Hearts career. Because say what you want against Robbie Nielsen, even if you're a critic of Robbie Nielsen, Robbie Nielsen sides never get hammered like no they lose embarrassingly to teams like Brewer yeah yeah, Burke Carr and Brewer Rangers but it's always just by a goal and like never get hammered off the old firm the only time they've really been hammered off the old firm before was his first season in the Cups against Celtic Hearts were a championship team 
And there was mitigating circumstances. The game where they got beat 3-0 at Celtic Park, Hearts actually played well, missed a penalty at 1-0. Celtic went right up the other park, into the park and scored, and that killed that game. And the other one, 4-0 defeat at Tencastle, Magaro Gomez was sent off within a minute. So the Hearts had to play, Hearts, a championship team at the time, had to play 90 minutes, basically, with 10 men. So, so that's, that's what happens when maybe Hearts are pulled out and they're forced to go for it. Well, this is it. Like, he doesn't normally do that, does he? Or, or so... Young Hearts fan. Okay, so idiots. Like, Why did we never have a go? Well, they, they had a go in this game. They continued to have a go, even with their couple of goals down. And look what happened. The Rangers had loads of space in behind the defence throughout this entire match. And that was why, like, a lot of Hearts fans weren't sure why he picked Boyce instead of Sims. But the reason why he'd done it, and also why he picked uh, Adam McInerney for some bloody reason, is because he wanted to press Rangers high up the park and keep a high line. And... Yeah, That's brave, brilliant. brave, bold, all those, all those <laughs> stupid eyebrow-raising uh, decisions. Yeah. So yeah, he kept. On, uh, sorry, I played boys to, to finish off these chances in tight areas and to play in these tight areas and uh, added back an F uh, up there as well to put pressure on the Rangers back line. Uh, neither of those things happened. What happened instead was that uh, Taylor Moore and Toby Sibbick in particular, Kingsley was good in the first half, but then got murdered in the second. Uh, they just got torn apart by Alfredo Morelos and Ryan Kent. And Atkinson took a bit of a... a oh, he got it pasted off a kid as well. Uh, him, him and Kent and Bassey were just taking turns on him. I thought it was quite an interesting tactical thing. I thought Kent was uh, playing a lot wider than he normally does. Mm. Uh, I don't know if that's with the introduction of, of Bassey, but he was making the pitch massive when normally Kent always wants to come inside and that leaves room for Barisic to go down. Barisic is... Let's be frank, had a bad season. It's not yes. just that Celt- Celtic was the Nadir, but it's been a bad season for him. And him and Bassey were taking it, and, and it seemed to work well. It seemed to open up more space for Morelos, and then our field was coming in off the right hand side. So, and, and Kent seemed to have one of his point. I would actually go as far as his best game he played this entire season. Yeah, certainly one of them, anyway. Um, so there might be something in that for, for the way Rangers going forward and letting Kent be maybe an old fashioned winger. And then making the right hand side player someone who can play on the, they could play a rebo in that role. Ramsey could even end up playing in that that right off the right. You've also got a bit more protection now that that um, the Ryan Jack's back as well. That allows you. That, and that, now that, he's that, out again. And now, yeah. Okay, but so. you, I mean, they played Lundstrom. <laughs> Thanks to Benny Benjamin. But you're right. They played Lundstrom and Jack, which. But you don't need to do, but then but you won five 0 So yeah, uh, and normally with with uh, Van Bronckhorst, he has been he's been playing the four two three one, but one of the two in the pivots has been like an Arfield or someone like that. It's a more attack minded player, but this time he went for two guys who you would argue are proper for for that position. So it'd be interesting after a five 0 win. Does, for example, Sands come in to play alongside Lundstrom? Because I was shocked when I saw Lundstrom play because when they brought Sands, and I was like, they don't need another. Of this type of player, they barely needed Lundstrom, and now they've got. So I assumed Lundstrom was getting packed off to pastures new, but now he's playing in one of the one of the arguably the bigger games against Hearts. So uh, to be fair, they might just be playing against pish like Hearts. Oh well, yeah, but I mean that's the entire league then, and, and, I, suppose, and I suppose it is then. Yeah, um, so it'll be interesting to see where he goes with it because that's the most the second half, especially even the first half. I mean, Ranger, that's the best Rangers have played in a long time, in my opinion. I think it was shown at the start of the second. Nielsen said otherwise that... Uh, that, that Nielsen that, talks out his arse. But Sims coming on in the second half definitely made Hearts a stronger proposition. Had a couple of good chances to get back into the match. Didn't take those chances. Yeah, you take you, those chances, maybe it's it's Atkinson and Devlin, unfortunately. I know. Yeah, no, that, that, the Devlin chance is the, is the worst one because... That's a that, huge chance. That's a huge chance. And this like, is not going to be Devlin. He's, he's never going to score. Yeah, well, I think, that's, that, I think that's the problem is that he's... 
<laughs> no, he's not. He's that's the last person you want that and ball to drop. Continues to, that. to be. A, I tweeted about this last night. It continues to be a question over whether Cammy Devlin and Benny Meningami are good as a pairing. Are they a bit too similar? They're really good at games against Tynecastle against rubbish. Uh, because they against rubbish they teams. strangle teams because they're so yeah. fit yeah. and they just never stop so and they've got get out and they've got one of the tightest pitches in the league to play on yeah. mm. away from home especially against tougher opponents they don't look the same they at did, all they, and they didn't dominate last week in the derby as well which was kind of a big concern of Hibs fans was that that midfield pairing should just run over the top of uh, Josh Campbell's <laughs> so that's like so the Hibs, even though I thought they both individually played well in the Hibs game it looked like they had control of the midfield uh, yeah. maybe about 20 minutes in the second half uh, but that was but so there's that game there's Aberdeen away there's Motherwell away and a friend of mine said to me, he's like, ah, well, that was like, they were both bad that day, but so were the entire team. And it was like, it's the tactics were wrong, that was thing. But the tactic is 3 4 3. And the most important thing, the 3 4 3 for Hearts, is the centre midfield. It gives a platform that protects the defence and gives a platform for them to play. So if they're not playing well, that is the tactic. Yeah. So if you were saying the tactic is wrong, it means that they too shouldn't be there. So, um, big time Barry Mackay had another outstanding <laughs> performance as well. You in know, a big game. Big the cameras turn up. Two, two, two performances in last week where he's just really showed his... He got, hooked, he got hooked after an hour at Easter Road. I know, but but he was be... fucking great against the Johnson and Auchinleck town, wasn't it? <laughs> Uh, but we're being facetious we're being silly but um, it definitely had at least one shot assist on Sunday I'll have you know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah I mean uh, but I think I, I was quite surprised when I saw the Hearts line up I, uh, well Ginelli I know isn't always great I thought I, I thought that front three lacked a lot of pace and I thought you need pace somewhere I mean because Atkinson and Cockney's went with their more athletic wing back which I'm surprised he didn't do it Easter Road uh, to be honest I'm really shocked he went with Halliday with going up against Cadden I, I couldn't believe that to be honest staunch I don't know <laughs> I, I, yeah, well, yeah I suppose maybe he just, just, just I, I, dislikes Hibs yeah. <laughs> and on that can we can we the point that uh, Andy Halliday coming off the bench got a bigger reception than Aaron Ramsey coming out <laughs> like that that is that's a Rangers that, all over that though that is man. a range that is, a, that is peak staunchness that was a that was a ready for everybody involved yeah <laughs> I was like, oh, for God's sake. So he's obviously looking for the pace to be out wide, but it's such a big ask when they're going up against Aribo, Arfield and Kent for them to bring that the, in attacking sense. So I really was quite shocked when I saw McInef was, was brought in rather than well, Ginelli. Apparently try to go toe to toe with Rangers away for him, which just sounds, the more I say it, just sounds more <laughs> stupid. Uh, right, uh, should probably talk about Alfredo Morelos. Oh, who, what? Well, I mean. He's got his, you've got his favourite Yeah he's for the best uh, Just so people know uh, We do a fantasy football draft Alright <laughs> yes. And, and um, the, the Duncan hadn't been involved So he allowed For the new The new draft For the January signings He allowed us to get into his players And one of the players he I had I think we should do that Going forward as well. I think whoever's bottom when it comes to the, the, the end of the January, you lose. Draft. That's it. You're out of the league. You're out of the league. Okay. Uh, wow. That's actually what you're trying. Uh, <laughs> We're just making really interesting. At the bottom people trying uh, to stay in the league. So we all got access to the the second half of the January transfer window. Players that have come in, like guys um, at Celtic, at Hibs. You know all these guys that are available. So we had Ramsey, Diallo, and then we had all the Duncan's players. One of Duncan's players was Alfredo Morelos, and Gary Cocker chose. Third, probably third choice striker at Celtic, Jakimakis, over Alfredo Morelos. So this is the world that we live in. You listen to him talk about football. <laughs> <laughs> Again, not as bad as Graham taking Vertanen over Cameron Carvickers at the end of our summer draft. Couldn't believe it. I was I had the fourth pick. There was three Celtic players and we're going to go one, two, three. And I was like, I'm going to be left with absolute shit here. 
Graham's like, he's that boy at St Johnston. What? <laughs> As mean, please? If there's Celtic for Rangers players available, you should never be saying, geez that boy for St Johnston. <laughs> like, it should be a, should be a, a quote for me use. But um, yeah, I mean, Taylor, like some of that, Taylor Moore, Civic, shows the example of how good Hal Kitt John Suter, uh, they, they, they went up in everyone's well, I, think we, I think we should get rid of John Suter uh, in January, just because we got Taylor Moore, we don't need Suter. Uh, Fuck off. Uh, t- t- <laughs> Taylor Moore's um, been, in terms of a defender, not what you want, really inconsistent yes. as a defender. <laughs> like, not, not like, the only way I defend him is that he's not really had a run in the team. He's had to kind of come in at bits and, and bobs. He moves in a different position sometimes. Yeah, he's yeah. not getting settled. Yeah, I, think no. there, I think there's something there that if they could get him for bugger all this summer, I think it'd be worth taking a putt on him. But for what I've heard, Bristol City would want money from him. And if they do, no. No. Right, let's say... Uh, Morelos, superb, I sorry. Yeah, exactly. so, yeah, 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 we're talking about His movement was incredible. Ah, so the second goal, good, so good. Yeah, yeah so he just, he's such a fucking good player. And it's still, it seems bizarre this many years in that I still don't think he's respected. And we went to the, and it was that top 50. I know it's there to push your buttons, but when he was like 14th, what the fuck are you on about? <laughs> Not in the top 10 players in Scotland. It's just a load of rubbish. Of course it is. <laughs> Right, uh, let's go from Hearts to Hibs. We were hey. all three of us were at this game together. Uh, I sat at the East Stand at Easter Road, and uh, plenty of fucking seats. <laughs> uh, there was a lot of seats available. Uh, we moved position <laughs> to, to numerous things. <laughs> Just uh, I watched the sports scene yesterday, and it looks even more grim on the telly, Duncan, than when you were there. <laughs> uh, how come there was thirteen thousand there? Apparently, oh yeah, there's definitely thirteen thousand. Well, this is what us. worries because we we've got about eleven and a half thousand season ticket holders, and they don't go. But these are the guys that are prepaid, so I, I, they must all just sit and watch. You know, you know the access to it on the stream. It must be what happens because people the, the, the tickets have been bought and they're just not being used. It's it, uh, it doesn't bode well for next season. I mean, it's fine for this season. It doesn't really matter, does it? But no, the Hibs have already got their money. Uh, yeah, we've got your money now. Fuck off. Uh, <laughs> it just yeah. seems. It does seem weird. I think Hibs. Hibs are in trouble. Hibs are just the way on top of it that I seem they seem to be the team. I'd love to see. I, I don't know the stats. This is my opinion because it's where I go. But Duncan, I feel like they're the ones that, from the pandemic, where the crowds were and where we've come back, are the most wildly different than what the like, than any other club. I could, I'm sure someone could prove that wrong, but the same thing got held up. They got bought, but I feel like that was maybe the fans going. Oh, let's go for it. Finish third, even though people are angry about the cup final, and obviously want to support the club because it's everyone, everyone's club went through turmoil. <laughs> people don't seem to want to go, and this was even even the first day of the season. Hibs started the season well. It wasn't even then that particularly. Busy. I, I'll buy a season ticket, help the club. But, oh, what? I have to actually go? go? Nah, nah, yeah, I'll I watch on the telly. So, and then the walk-up prices are an absolute sham at, at Hibs now. It's like twenty-seven quid to go to get in. If you hadn't used my mate's scene ticket, you would have cost £27 to come. What? You're not going to fucking do it. home game against Submitted, aye. It's like £26, £26, £27 for a... In the middle, aye. Category C. In the then, middle of the stand, aye. aye. And then uh, for like the Hearts game, it was 36 bucks. like... Jesus. Yeah, so I, I was actually... I, 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 I wished I'd had a lot of fun uh, there, but I had stuck stupidly stuck 20 quid on Hibs to win the game. So I was trying to... Just to make sure I would say, basically, put no, the home but, team. But, but, but we should have won 5 no. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Uh, he's from really got to stop talking. Like, he has really <laughs> got to stop talking because... Like, this is the point that, that Tony was making, is that you can't... Um, you can't say that. Like, we were... The, the, the fans were there, and they, they'll speak to their mate. It's not... It's not like you're, I don't know, uh, Man United, yeah, or Ralph Ranick, where you're, ha- where you, the interview you're given is also being shared on social channels, and you've got there's that element of people not going to all see the game, and it's, and it's going to be shaped. You can pull like, the wool over their eyes, ah, yeah, you yeah. Can, or you can say, 
stop talking. Just say that we weren't very good. And we weren't. We got beat by St. Mirren. The last two, we got, we've picked up one point out of, out of those, that, that with, well, out of nine at possible from East Road in the last week. That is not good. You can't say, like, obviously there was there was three big chances, right? They, yeah. they were big chances, and, that, and that's fine. But the problem for Maloney is is that Hibs only played well for 20 minutes. So what was shown is that when Hibs are at it, they can really could put teams to the sword. And I don't think anyone really doubts that. It's no. a, it's a, the amount of fucking players that are there, they're like, <laughs> and the amount of players that have proven before that they can be good. I think most people would assume uh, if Hibs if are coached properly and click, they could give a team a doing. But if you're only playing well for 20 minutes, you can't then just use that 20 minutes and say we should have won five. No, no, there was another there's another 70 minutes, sir, that you've done. The first half, like, we barely created a chance. And St. Mirren were just able to wait and do a number. Um, different from Livingston. Livingston done that well. They got a very similar goal, Livingston, at Easter Road, where Alan Forrest, uh, winner last week, where they stole just, it off. They just make, wait for a mistake. Josh Campbell, example. because they know Hibs are going to do that. And that's fine. I don't even, I'm not particularly angry about losing that style of goal. I feel they did I am, because it was Jake Doyle. Hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you, my absolute we've got the yeah we've got a vendetta brewing uh, on Jake Doyle Hayes and it was Josh Campbell against that but that's going to happen because the defence I don't think is switched on about what they have to do at the point of these throws or when the passes are coming back that's really things that will take time on the coaching about where to be when you pass out it needs to be done faster because teams are just able to get back quick and then they're actually just able to press when the ball bobbles around sports scene done a good bit about that actually about Hibs after it, talking about the James McFadden was talking about, I thought he was he was absolutely spot on. He put that style. If the passes are wrong and they start bobbling, you're really under the cosh because everyone just starts going for you. And St. Mirren were just able to not play particularly well. They were just able to bide their time yeah. and, and and just play that way. And I, that's not a criticism. I just go to East Road. This is how we'll do it. Um, just don't, and, and, don't and, break and, shape and we'll just bide our time and we'll set some traps and we'll score some goals. And then the, the manager will do some staff, staff like put... Scott Allen on is like a sweeper. Yeah, that's a great idea. Really deep, fantastic idea. So, like a bit, like Jordan Jones, he may be created one really, really good chance. Mm-hmm. People were interested. Like, I don't think he had a particularly good game. No, that's it's a Burnford said he played well. I, don't, I think he was out of the game for long periods. Yeah, uh, and again, this is because I think Jim Goodwin understood how to play ah. Hibs and I, I, I don't so but they, they win as a team There's yeah, that, yeah. it was a, it was a, it was it a very just, team performance and it's a, you could actually even accuse them of being a bit wasteful in their game plan because if, if their game plan was to sit and then wait for Hibs to give them an opportunity through a mistake Hibs have already done that like about two or three times before <laughs> yeah. the goal and St Mern didn't take full advantage of it and then, and then that time it did because uh, Conor Ronan unleashed an absolute belt as, as he does I'm not going to go into too much detail again with Ronan because on the Patreon I, I'm going to I'm going to talk so some of the fans I'll be talking at length about Ronan and why on the McBurney index yes. on, so I'm not going to go into too much detail so don't worry we did notice and we have been noticing um, but yeah but just it's I think I'm going to go in a little bit about Hibs it's like the Kevin Nisbet Chris Cadden Chris Cadden has been really really good right don't get me wrong um, but there's a frustrating thing about Chris Cannon, he never lifts his head. So that no, is annoying. Never. And that's and that's really annoying. But what frustrates me is he 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 throws it he throws it across the six yard box and it goes to the front post or whatever. So the same thing happens. So you know what he's gonna do, and what frustrates me is Nisbet is really poor for this in general as a as a player. He never but he, he never anticipates. No, he always and wants to wait for the ball to drop to him and he's got talent and he's got skill. So Duncan, that, that really annoys me because we're cadding there and with Deutsch playing, Deutsch doesn't look himself since he's come back from, from COVID. I don't know if that's an impact because he's not really busting a gut either because I was wanting, when we cad him there, I was like, oh, Deutsch in because he'll just fling himself in right. and he'll, he'll just go, right, he's going to do the same thing all the time but it really annoys me because when I'm watching Hibs going forward at points, they're getting to the byline a lot, that bit's working and then that's when it falls down and that's coaching. 
And if Nisbet's not willing to do it, then they're going to have to bring the old Hoff Melkerson in to, to do it because... That, Where's he, by the way? But I, mean, he, I suppose he got injured. He, he came oh, off in a bounce game. But he's meant to be fit now. Um, so, like, the, so these are really, really frustrating things. That's what they say. Um, Muller, people will be interested to know about Muller. Muller looks uh, surprisingly looks all right. technical and good, but I don't, want, I, don't, I, I don't want all right for eight grand a week. Yeah, yeah, but that's that's, <laughs> like, that's the true. problem. That's yeah. the problem. Like, he, he's if you had said, "Oh, we got him for free and we signed," uh, at, which we did, you know, I think. But the, as a MLS prospect, you'd be fine. The expectation, you know, he is, you know, until Boyle had signed that new contract, you know. Yeah, he's on Soze money. Like that's that, yeah. like, you know, and you can't and and for Soze money, I want Frank fucking Soze. Soze. And then um, Maloney did do well. The, the the tactical change at halftime had a huge impact when Hibs changed shape. Uh, and the thing about Muller is, I think he can be good, but he needs pace around him because his the problem with him and Nisbet, they both want to drop deep and they both want to play and then they both want to hang around. So it's the same thing all the time. But if they put when they put pace around them with Mitchell and Jasper Carrot or whatever his name is, Sylvester Jasper, yeah, Sylvester Jasper, <laughs> you're a up. huge fan already. Oh yeah, just because he was quick and tried stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, yeah, I think we need to they get the balance with with Mueller there. You're going to have to put pace around them. Um, similar to like where, where Aberdeen being linked to Snodgrass or whatever the idea was he plays in that 10 role he uses intelligence and his skill and you put pace around them. It can't work and Mueller's going to need that. But with him and this bit. They're just both doing the same thing, which means less players in the box. So when you do get out wide and get to the byline, which Mitchell and Cadden do do, there's not actually the options in there. Or if there are, Nisbet decides to not go across the, the defender, which is like the most basic thing as a striker. Get across the man when it goes out wide and let the guy for the other side get in at the back post. I'm just, whoa, annoying. <laughs> you said do-do. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you bided your time there. I had to wait for you to stop um, speaking. Yeah, but Josh, Josh Campbell needs to stop playing. <laughs> It's not, it's not his fault. Right, you know, it's, not, it's not his fault, but he's just not very good. <laughs> right, uh, let's move to the other game that took place on Sunday. Motherwell nil, Celtic 4. Celtic continuing to be in sparkling form so far this year. Rio Hotati only had to play a half. Uh, still, uh, I still noticed uh, when I went on Kerry Dale Street, the Celtic 4, he was still in like most people's top three for Man of the Match. Undoubted Man of the Match was Tom Rodgick, who continues to just... The players who play for Celtic Rangers who just seem to hate Motherwell <laughs> for some reason is quite wild. Cedric Atten. Yeah. Cedric Atten. Fashion Sakala. Yeah. Uh, Have they got a club? Do they all go somewhere for like drinks every, like, every month? We are going to fuck up North Lanarkshire. <laughs> they, are, they are there to not improve the lives of Motherwell people <laughs> relentlessly every day. They, they, they hate that patter. That's the That's problem. It, That's know. it. They hate that. Quite, quite rightly so. <laughs> But a Celtic man, just fuck me. I didn't manage to catch us. I went out to play mini golf at uh, Volcano Falls in Fountain Park, which was good fun, which has like Jurassic Park stuff kicking a bit. You maybe enjoy it, Fowler. But I caught I caught the last twenty minutes and they were just they just they're just relentless. Yeah, and Ma- they I mean, Motherwell weren't even that bad while the game was still in the balance, but the game didn't stay in the balance for very long. <laughs> and I, I was annoyed with that goal though, the first one where, where Hatati. It's brilliant play. But it was the same against Rangers though. Abada does that every time. It's great. He's, he's like, like the coach's dream about if you're a wide player when the ball goes up wide the other side, you come in to, to, to attack the ball. And nobody switched on at all. Is it who who was it? Was it McGinley 
uh, or Carol, one of the other, they just, they're, they're miles away. And Abada's just got the whole, like, you've got to react. You've got to know he's coming in. They must have done, you know, tell me they've not sat there with coaching during the week tactically and spoke about Abada doing that. McGinley did not have a good game. He looked shaken by, by even half time. It was, uh, yeah. He's another bland one. He's in the, he comes in the, he's better, but he comes in the James Brown category of. <sighs> He's not that bad. He's not that bad, of course. <laughs> but, he, but, he, but he kicks him in the, the blandness, the bland nature of his game. Is oh, who's that McGinley? Oh, great! And Roger, the the second goal was just it was vintage Roger, wasn't it? Just that that wee space, 20, 20 what would you say, twenty two yards out, something like that. Just about aye. Just get that curled into the top corner, postage stamp. Could have saved it. Could have saved it. He should have saved it. That's my opinion. Okay. Gets a full hand tip. I'm fine with Liam Kelly hate. Go for it. <laughs> he does. He, he makes a lot of saves, and I watched the highlights. He was saving things left, right, and centre because this could have got like hellish for from other well. If we were lucky to get it before now. Aye, it's a it's a strange one watching Celtic at the moment. Is that they are they're just a first half team, and then the second half is don't need to. Yeah. Aye, like and and but that does concern me a little as well because. There's going to be games where suddenly it's going to be in the balance come the second and and Hearts pro, pr- proved that proved that proven that uh, proved. proved that uh, the other week where they managed just uh, <laughs> no way would it be proved I don't know. <laughs> they invent, proved it man just, just invented <laughs> words um, uh, the, uh, the Hearts were able just to keep that 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 fingernail in in the fight and and Celtic were were struggling they were toiling so yeah I mean that yeah that that's the thing is. Is, is you know no team's going to feel like the three 0 down to Celtic that they can get back into a game. That's that's the problem. But th- there is still vulnerabilities there. If they become wasteful, the times that they're wasteful for a goal, which does happen, or uh, they just drop the level like a, another couple. Like again, again the, the players probably can't find it. But but when Ki- when Kyogo comes back, is there ever going to be any close games ever again? Nah, that's what I'm really worried about. When they do the Jota Abada. And Kyogo front with three Hattati with behind a, with them. Hattati, Hattati Roger can regretting. That's fucking mental. <laughs> I mean, the the, the, the firepower and, and flexibility and all yeah. their talents that and, all blend together. And Juranovic just Juranovic uh, coming on as well. Jesus just to, just to join in, just for fun. It's just that how well they've done in transfer markets. Uh, he, he's done su- in the transfer market, done such a good job. Because so traditionally, they don't do shit in the transfer but market. But I think that's interesting. Is that some are definitely Postacoglu signings and some are club signings. McCarthy but, club. <laughs> but, but, o- but O'Reilly's a, a club signing so, uh, so, so, so it suggests that things were not that rosy under Lennon as well well, I, I, not in, well not, I think we know that anyway having yeah. just looked at Callum McGregor this season and Tom Rogic yeah. yeah straight away brilliant yeah. so I th- but I, th- I find it interesting that, that, that Postacoglu has been given some element of freedom within that to, to get the player and again I suppose that's the thing like the players that he's bringing in are working for them so it's proven like it's well yeah, yeah this is that, that's something we spoke about I think on a pod before further when I was gushing about Ange Postacoglu is at Celtic they clearly weren't doing that at the time because he let Kyogo come in some of them and then they still want to do their own transfers but then January's come in and suddenly he's allowed to bring in three players from the J League they trust his avenues so now there seems to be a blend of trust between the manager and the club and obviously they've got their own scouts and their own system of getting players you blend that together you get what every single player that's come in apart from Gucci and um, he calls himself Gucci so he can't be good um, <laughs> um, so uh, apart from him everyone else has just come in and it's absolutely flying instantly 
Right, let's get on to our final game, the 0-0 draw. St Johnston nil, Dundee United nil. Tony, I uh, made you watch this one. <laughs> yeah, that was re- brutal. brutal. <laughs> last night, last night, late last night, or oh, would you be able to watch another game? I'm not sure, I'll, I'll try, basically knowing in my head, I mean just getting up before work and, and watching it. It was, because, then, it was because you said that that I gave you this, because I thought, well, if he's not going to be able to watch it, then I might as well give him the one that we're going to talk about the least. But, yeah, but there, was, there, was, there was some interesting stuff... Um, Instantly, when you look at the sort of the lineups, uh, they had Graham was playing left back for for Dundee United rather than McCann, which I was a bit surprised that Callum Butcher was back in at centre half. We had the debut of Akinola in centre midfield, and from the St Johnston point of view, it was my first time when I've got to watch Cleary for ninety minutes, and Halberg had obviously been brought in to play. Um, to to play for for St Johnston as well, so there was there was quite a lot of interesting, and I think St Johnston started the game quite impressively. There was a lot of impetus, there was a lot of quick passing, not with good quality though. So it's that, so it breaks down a lot. I was watching of effective time, and the clips were going on for about three seconds. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, but I could see that they were they were up for it, and they were obviously trying to play quicker to get around Dundee United. Uh, the interesting part is Halberg was being played as their most advanced midfielder. He was really, really high up, as you saw when they created the goal for and uh, the, the shot that hit the bar for Ali Crawford. When you look at the average positions, Halberg's really, really high up the pitch, um, p- pretty much alongside Hendry when he was on there, and, and May was was even further up. The problem was is he had them on the right hand side, and this is what shocked me about them starting Graham at left back because he ended up playing centre half in the second half because Dundee United made a double substitution. So I was thinking, well, he's quite defensive. And I just think, what, what a waste. Why not play someone attacking when it's James Brown coming down the, the right-hand side? Because I fell for Halberg. Because Halberg, I thought, looked pretty good until, until the red card. He was getting on the ball a lot. He, he's, he's quite a positive player. He's not, he's not really athletic, but he, he's got good technique and he, and, he, and he always looks to pass forward. But, but James Brown, every time he just break down, fucking cross the ball at the park and all that <laughs> shit. And that would, it was annoying me, but I was thinking, oh, what Rooney, when Rooney's back, the hell, if that idea with those two, that could work really, really well. James Brown, snooze machine. Ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a bad mother. <laughs> I'm a boring mother. <laughs> Please be quiet. <laughs> Put me to sleep. Um, so that was, when I was looking at that, looking at the way St Johnston were obviously trying to play into the game, I, I, I was thinking Rooney would really suit that with Halberg because Halberg has the technique to hold on to the ball, get up with him and let Rooney get bounding beyond him and then obviously put in some, some testing balls. Dundee United I thought were really poor in the first half. They didn't really take part. I was watching Akinola quite uh, quite closely he gave the ball a few times but I could definitely see what they would what they like about him in terms of a replacement for, for Fuchs he's the kind of player you do need he was really really busy he was uh, and, and, he, and he was quick and he was agile and he was mobile which I think is the kind of player you you basically need to have one in a Scottish Premiership midfield you need to have them so like Hearts have got like Devlin for, for, for example Omiyonga Livingston and I was like saying here New leaving at Hibs I don't think Rooney's going to be back too soon because I just look in there mm. he was, it was the 20th of January when he was ruled out and Davidson said he's out for the foreseeable future mm, with that ankle injury that's really brutal because I just as I said we've seen Halberg how he was introduced and he played that did right I say 20th of December 20th of January did I say January I can't remember anyway yeah. playing a, playing a right hand side sort of attacking midfield well not attack but you know the most yeah. advanced I could see with his technique 
and his could basically you're getting the, the exactly what I'm talking about. You're blending to the attributes of someone with technique and positivity, and the other one with the the actual mobility of, of Rooney, and you bring that together. I, I could see how that would work really well. McCart played a, the best I've seen McCart play in a while. I could see that Cleary's made a huge difference to that back three in the minute that there was a red card. St Johnston strolled really at Dundee United. The only time they created any chances was when Watt basically just done it all himself, mm-hmm. and they'll be really disappointed. I, I'm, they've went so off the boil, Dundee United, and they're still in a chance for Europe. And they needed to sign someone else. That's Tony Watt. He's been good, but he probably wasn't the actual player they needed. They needed a creative midfield player to link it between midfield That's and strike. Joel and I talked about that and uh, I've like still not listened to it. Yeah, yeah. Or basically like, because they don't have any creativity still and they're playing him in the wing, he just has to do nothing and yeah. he's not getting any, he was sighted to score the goals and he's not getting, he's not even having any shots. I think yeah. he had two shots in four games or something. Well, he had two shots in this game and the keeper made a save one and he hit the post with another. Um, but it was all like his own doing and, and, and very forceful. So he'll be getting really frustrated. And I actually thought it was a bad move when he made it in terms of his career. Yeah. Because I just think Dundee United aren't the right team. Not in terms of his wallet, though. No, not much. Just obviously at his age and, and where he's going, it probably is the. It, it's probably the most important thing. I don't mean that in a, in a negative way. But if he kept going like he could have done it Motherwell, you'd have to wonder whether Scotland's gone. Because, I mean, if, if he'd continued playing as he was in Motherwell, you have to think when the... Somebody could have went down south. Yeah, you have to think when the March Internationals come around. And he, uh, he's getting he, in ahead of Kevin this Exactly, <laughs> exactly. But would you pick him ahead of him now? No. Fact, well, I still would. But yeah, <laughs> absolutely. But I don't know whether he's done enough now to use up somebody who's already been in the squad. Um, Dundee United made... It made a, a, a double change at half time. Akinola came off and Levitt came off, and Scott McMahon and Niskissen came on, and they, they moved to more a four three. I thought he looked quite Niskissen looked quite useful. Yes, it's, it's going to, but again, he's he's not really getting a prolonged chance. Well, so he, did, he, he did for a period. He was sort of the main man. Really, he's probably the most creative player. Yeah. But the problem is when you're struggling for other creative players and you're playing Tony Watt as well. He plays in Niskissen's position. Yeah. Right. So again, maybe don't play Nicky Clark. Well, yeah, that's a simple way of doing it, but yeah, so like there's just there's so and that did work, but then you never really got to see how much of an impact that those sub double subdued because the red card came so quickly. So Dundee United were naturally on top, but I still St Johnson's still a chant, but they still got up the park fine when I was watching the game, and you wouldn't have known. And and he said, Court said that maybe the red card worked against them because they dropped him. I don't know. I'm not sure if I'm having Tam that. Court's a slaver. Uh, I'm not sure if I'm having that. Because like St Johnston are always like, especially now as I said, McCleary coming back, they look like they really had a good structure there. Gordon and McCart, their performances just shot up right away from the last time I watched them. And I think Cleary's played in four games and they've kept two clean sheets, so he's made a he's made a huge difference. But losing Shifty, oh, they've got another striker they just signed. It'll be interesting to see how that goes because May, I mean, he's all right. Look, I saw someone tweeting about him maybe being better than an attacking midfielder or a false nine. I probably agree with that because he doesn't stretch the pitch at all. It's a striker, so it's easier to play against. But yeah, it's still two teams that are struggling. But they, so they might do it by virtue of just not being Dundee Football Club. Yeah, and then St Johnston look like they're not going to shit the bed to the degree that Dundee are. And if they can, if they can get Rooney back on the pitch, I know he's had a poor season back on the pitch at Halberg. Like I was saying, I can see that link up. With the crosses and Hendry being aggressive striker, maybe being enough. Because something we were talking about this, I'm going to talk about this with Ronan because he scored two winners, six points. You only need that to work in two matches and there's six points. You know what I mean? It doesn't always have to be an overriding thing that makes your team a million times better. It's one thing that wins you points. I saw St. Johnson fans being absolutely raging about the red card. They're 
Both, they're both understandable <laughs> bookings, right? For me, you can get away with them. It's one of those. You yeah, I can, I can, I can be annoyed by the fact that they were both given. Yeah, but they are both. You can, I can see why they were both. Yeah, kind of cards as well. Just like, I thought, like and, I, and the complaint is that the, oh, they didn't know about it until Dundee United got in his faces. So, <laughs> well, like. That, is that the rule now? Like, all oh, right. Well, you can't you can't get sent off unless someone's complained about it. Like, jog on, <laughs> jog on. And we're going to jog on as well. We're going to jog on away out of here and record the Patreon. And if you'd like to listen to that, head over to patreon.com forward slash terrace podcast, where as little as two pounds per month, you can unlock hours and hours of exclusive free content. So make sure to do that. And if you'd like to get in touch with us, the easiest way to do so is at terrace podcast on Twitter. Tony, say goodbye. Goodbye. Doug can say goodbye. Goodbye. And for the midweek fixtures, I hope you enjoy your football. No. I <laughs> <laughs> just don't know if I can... I just don't know if I can... I, I just you having a catchphrase rubs me up the road. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't matter what it is. Podcast Network.